1: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Fantasy Sports Today. Hour number two of FST Gaming Day Edition. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on the app, which is free to download and free to listen. On TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio, Armed Forces Radio Network, thank you for listening. We appreciate it, and happy holidays to everyone out there. Bearing down on uh, it's Christmas week. I know many of you have celebrated uh, Hanukkah, other holidays upon us. So, first of all, to you two guys, Uh, happy holidays. I hope you're having a good week, Jim.
1: Merry Christmas! Yeah, I Take say that. Merry Christmas. There you go.
2: And Scotty, uh, happy holidays to you, buddy. I hope you got uh, lots of holiday parties planned and uh, you're uh, caught up in the revelry.
0: Yes, uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know, be ready the festivist poll as we
2: speak. And you're obviously <laughs> you're eating some uh, holiday treats, obviously, as we're on air. So I, I can appreciate that. <laughs> Just kidding, Scott. So uh, running backs, uh, running back rank. Well, first, before we do that, let's kind of reset. Top of the hour. Monster game from DeAndre Hopkins' gym. Uh, the, over the course of these three games, DeAndre Hopkins stands out. Damian Williams stands out. I did see him in one of my leagues. I'm not playing against the guy. He started Damian Williams. So big, big maneuver there for that guy. And uh, it's crazy to think that, like, Damian Williams and Justin Jackson and now a guy like Marcus Murphy could impact um, – could impact the the playoff scenarios in fantasy football oh, as they do there's so many you know,
1: So many fringe players that are impacting Week 15. It, yeah. it, it It's amazing how many rookie wide receivers are in, in the Agreed. discussion and all these backup running backs because of the injuries. I got lucky enough. I had to start. Well, I started Damian Williams. I did like him coming in. I didn't expect that kind of game, but I, I'm glad I got what I got. But yeah. in two leagues, I had to start Mike Williams. Uh, I started him you for did? the limited upside I thought he'd have, and he went kind of freaking wow. nuts. Wow. So I was got, kind of glad about that.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm in big trouble. In my Keenan Allen league. Uh, it just, you know, it, it just didn't work out. <laughs> what, what can you say? Like, you, you'd pray for anything for a guy to just be out before the game. And it just didn't work out. My, my now situation there is I had Nick Chubb and Keenan Allen. So Ooh, two players in. Rough start. <laughs> I've got ten points. He had the Chiefs D, which scored him five points. Um, I think he messed up though by benching someone. No, he did not. So, uh, I had to. Desha- thinking. I had Deshaun Hamilton on the bench. That was eleven points. But honestly, uh, I need way more upside than that. I'm starting. I'm starting Andrew Luck. I'm starting uh, Julian Edelman, Jalen Samuels, Antonio Brown, Mark Ingram. Like I got some players here. The Bears D get a little bit of juice out of that maybe. Nice. So. Um, So, yeah, it's just a bad start. So, we all understand these things happen. You know, Scott, in the league where you and I compete, or in one of the leagues where you and I compete, the Greenwich Street Tavern League, you won that last year. You ended up, Jim, I don't know if you know this, Scott won the regular season points title. I had it for uh, like 11 weeks in a row. And Scott came from behind and beat me by nine points in the final week. Scott. 2042 to 2033. So... A bummer for me because my team had fallen apart. So I was trying to cling to the points title just to win my money back. Um, And it didn't happen. I just, you know, my team just, I ran out of all those players that got hurt. A lot of injuries. I've detailed it before. And then to make it worse, Jim, I lose the bye. And I play uh, last week against Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Julio Jones, the guy picked up like 120 points through three players. And I put up a 150, which would have beat both guys in the other quarterfinal. And I lost by 30. He put up a monster game. And that guy benched Derrick Henry. He had an opportunity to put up like 230 points in a league where 200 is in a fantastic score. Uh, I don't even know if anybody broke 200 the whole year. That guy put up a 180. So, I, I, I mean, I've had bad luck after bad luck in that league, but... Um, anyway, um, yeah, so Scott, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of wrangling going around, a lot of different stuff, a lot of, uh, you know, I, I started Elijah McGuire just to try to keep the points train rolling in that league, but good luck to you today in that league.
0: Yeah. It's uh, one of my division, uh, on my opponent on Thursday night had uh, Mike Williams, but then I had Deandre Hopkins yesterday. So
2: Oof. why do we have divisions yeah. in that league?
0: I don't know. See, that's that's the thing that I could go on a rant in. Divisions make no sense. Yeah. I, mean, I would have been in third anyway. Because they're familiar with it because the NFL does it. But divisions make no sense. In the NFL, there's a link in the division. These these teams are very most often geographically linked. Yeah. There's no link in fantasy football in divisions, especially in our Like You throw them in randomly. If a team if a team wins a division at, say seven and six, and another team in another division is say like nine four or eight and five and misses the playoffs, that that's not right. And I, I've seen it happen. There's, you know, there's weird. no sense to divisions unless, like back in my CBS Sports Line days, like we had one division for the radio guys and one division for the writers. So. Yeah. In that case, if you could find if you could find like a unifying thread, I'm okay with it. Otherwise, it's random and it's silly.
2: Yeah, I, I I actually thought I had gotten away from that almost entirely. Like I I have it in a dynasty league, but. That league's so big; it's just kind of all like, if you win the division, like you're in, like you're one of the good teams. There's, there hasn't been a. a why,
0: a, why should you get a buy at, at, at eight and five or nine and four? I think that's fair. And another team that's ten and three, right? It, it doesn't get a buy.
2: Yeah, and so I, I ended up playing in a few leagues this year that went back to divisions, and I, I don't quite understand it. I, I would eliminate that thought process altogether, as Scott said. It's just, it's all the same. There's no. There's no connection. It doesn't matter in that league, Jim. I I would have been in third place no matter what.
0: Jim just making noise, yeah. (laughs)
2: All right, so let's go to to running backs. Look, Uh,
1: you guys knew what the league was before you signed in, and you got what you got. Take it and live.
0: I
2: guess. What, am
1: I
0: going to not play in the league because they have divisions? Is that what you're suggesting? It's that Well,
1: that's what sense. you're suggesting. I'm saying. You, no, you what I'm saying
0: what it is I don't. It? Prove
2: it. We can just I not not li-
0: I don't like divisions. That doesn't mean I'm not going to not play, but I don't like it. If I'm running a league, I'm not having any divisions.
2: There you go. So, all right. Um. Big nights, uh, like we said, out of DeAndre Hopkins, zero out of DeAndre out of Keenan Allen, and I'm uh, I'm sad about it. So let's do Scott's running back rankings, which you can find. It's now the deluxe rankings for weeks 15 and on. Uh, so you can find this on RotoExperts.com, exclusive edge package. So I'll log in there to get it. And these are the PPR rankings according to Scott Engel. Number one, Todd Gurley. Number two. Christian McCaffrey, man, do I need Chris McCaffrey to be a monster tomorrow night. Saquon Barkley comes in at number three in a sloppy game. You might see an increase in the amount of touches that he gets because uh, Jim's favorite quarterback, Eli Manning, may not want to throw it as much. Uh, Zeke Elliott comes in at number four. Zeke Elliott leads the league in both rushing yards and scrimmage yards. I don't know if anybody realizes that, but Zeke is having a tremendous season, uh, and his last six have been... Off the charts good. Let me get you the stat. I will find it.
1: Well, cuz they're finally throwing to him the I idiots. agree.
2: There's been there was some some weird uh analysis of Zeke Elliott from the beginning of his career that ah he doesn't really catch the ball that well. Really? Like he was amazing at <laughs> Ohio State and they didn't throw it to him. Now they throw it to him, Scott, and the guy's on fire. Here's his he has 970 scrimmage yeah, you get yards.
0: In space. He does he does work.
2: Right. As he has 970 scrimmage yards and 5 touchdowns in his past 6 games. He's going nuts right now, Zeke Elliott. So, Alvin Kamara comes in at number five. Philip Lindsay, Woof. Woof. Number six, Philip Lindsay. Uh, I, I got to get... I, I, that's the other box score I wanted to take a look at of my teams. This is killing me. I really... I mean... I, this is another one where I lost... I, I played... Uh, accidentally played Sony Michelle over Tariq Cohen in week 13. Cost myself first place. And the bye... And now I'm in, uh, I in. I made it past the first round of the playoffs, but I, I just, I, I don't like my chances now. I played Phillip Lindsay last night. Uh, he went for 6.4 points because it's a half point PPR. The other guy benched Elijah McGuire. I benched both Denver receivers, which I picked up. I need Corey Davis and Juju Smith-Schuster to do work. So uh, Nick Chubb came in at number seven. Like you said earlier, Scott, like fantasy owners get greedy. He had a hundred yard game. He just didn't get in the end zone.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah you would have liked to see a 16-point game, but you, you, you'll you'll take the 10 points. I mean, yeah. you know, it's better than what you got from Lamar Miller.
2: Yeah, Joe Mixon comes in at number eight, Jim. we talked about him a little bit uh, earlier. He averages, according to Scott, 108.4 rushing yards per home game, and we know that backs have killed the Raiders. Uh, out of the backfield, catching passes. So I, I even like Joe Mixon more than Scott's number eight. Uh, but I want to let you comment on number nine, which is Dalvin Cook. Now, the points came at garbage time, but you got the points. So Dalvin Cook going up against Miami. Do we think with the coordinator change now where they've gotten rid of John Filippo, do you think we see an increase here from Dalvin Cook and they start to force the issue with him?
1: Oh, yeah, John DeFilippo was absolutely the problem in Minnesota, um, he said with a smirk on his face. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, we, we, you know, the change, we really don't know what the effect is going to be this week. We just don't. Um, but that being said, you know, Dalvin Cook is not getting enough touches, but he's doing very well with the touches he's getting. especially in PPR, he's getting you the points you need, 17, 18 fantasy points a week. I think he does that easily again this week. But, you know, with the change, maybe we do see him you know, more heavily involved, they try to establish the run a little bit more. I would love to see that this week, but either way, I, I think Dalvin Cook is still a very good play this week, and uh, I I definitely see him getting in that sixteen to twenty point range. And if he gets additional touches, I think he goes over there.
2: God, he liked it. He, yeah, They he have like to establish
1: today,
0: yeah. more offensive balance if you watched him last week. Because when every, every touch the ball, he was explosive. Uh-huh. And you take the pressure off the quarterback by running the ball, but also he's really good as a receiver out of the backfield. And you get him in space, uh, you don't have to worry about him creating his own room behind the offensive line there, which is an issue, and that helps the receivers too because the defense now has to count for the running back catching passes out of the backfield too.
2: The, there is, I don't, I would not put Dalvin Cook on a trajectory that he'll be one of the elite running backs in the league. Gurley, Saquon, Zeke, through through whoever Why else you I would. Want I think
1: he's got that kind of talent.
2: But. Yeah, so let me just give you a butt. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, his, but his versatility is his greatest asset. To, so to Scott's point, they need to be getting him or trying to get him twenty touches, six passes, fourteen runs. Remember how the Giants were just sort of struggling with Barkley at the beginning of the year, and they couldn't run the ball, but they forced the issue. Like get so it throw it to him fourteen times. Just do it. With Dalvin Cook, I just think they'll get greater return. I do think he can be really good. Maybe I have him more in the Joe Mixon camp and not quite on that top tier yet, but I'm happy to be proved wrong. I have Dalvin Cook uh, playing for me in a playoff game today. So, um, so yeah, I, I do think that's interesting that he's a lot of people. There's a consensus that Dalvin Cook is a top 10 play today. Leonard Fournette comes in at number 10, Tariq Cohen. At 11, David Johnson at 12, Lamar Miller at 13, Justin Jackson at 14, and Damian Williams at 15. Scott had them back-to-back. Both guys with really good games, Damian Williams, certainly probably a top five type of game uh, for this week. Uh, Jalen Samuels. At can, six, can, I, yeah. can
1: I ask a quick question about yes. Damian Williams? I mean, we, we all watch the game. The kid looked explosive as heck, you know, r- running over players when he had to, making all kinds of, you know, the right moves, catching them, everything thrown to him. You know, could he be there running back in the future? I know he's been a journeyman till now, but he's shown flashes before. But last week, I mean, he just looked dynamic, Everything they, they got him in touch with the ball with, he did well. I, could he be their running back in the future?
2: Yeah, you go first.
0: It, it, I think it really depends on how he finishes out the season and he does in the playoffs too. But uh, when he's the guy from like the beginning of the season and defenses are preparing for him every week, you know, can he be that kind of guy? Uh, but I think that question kind of lingers out there.
2: I think anybody could be a guy in the Chiefs' offense. Can they do it consistently is the question. I'll say this. Last year, going into the year, on the Scott Fishbowl League that we do, I drafted both Miami backup running backs, Drake and Damian Williams, because I I got a sense that maybe a Jai wouldn't finish the season. Now, I didn't know he'd be traded midseason and win a Super Bowl in Philly. Clearly, I didn't know any of that. But it came to a point where I had to cut one of them, and neither of them had played, really. Um. And I cut Drake because I thought Williams, in the limited capacity that had seen him, was a pretty good runner. So I just thought that there was something there. The fact that they ended up cutting him and he ends up in Kansas City and now is here. Like, I do think there's something there. Uh, The consistency, obviously, will have to be weighed out. But I don't think Andy Reid would hesitate to use somebody like Damian Williams. He's not going to feel pressured to go out and get somebody that's on free agency market that will become their number one. I'm sure he'll backfill it with a few guys and have, you know, maybe a committee or maybe something uh, uh, approaching what Philly had looked like. But I think there's something there. Yeah, like may, yeah, maybe he has to play it out to be, be the true number one. But I think he's back, and, and they give him a shot next year in this offense. Uh, so Jalen Samuels comes in at number 16. Chris Carson is at 17. Aaron Jones at 18. Gus Edwards at 19 then james white mark ingram sony michelle derrick henry elijah mcguire josh adams that's the top 25 i'll throw tevin coleman in at 26 but real quick jim jalen samuels today he caught a bunch of passes last week do you think that's his road to having a good game is just really catching passes and not running downhill
1: oh absolutely that that's what he's built for he's more a pass catching back look his this was a guy who was a tight end in college. We know he's got good hands. He can catch the ball, and that's going to be his main role again. I, I don't really see him, you know, trying to be a power back or somebody who can rush the ball 15, 20 times a game. You know, give him ten rushes, let him do what he's going to do with that. But then get him out there, let him catch six, seven balls a game. That's where you're going to get your fantasy points. That's what we're. If you're starting him today, that's what you're hoping for.
2: Scott, ten seconds on Gus Edwards. Uh, you, you're concerned Kenny Dixon cutting into his workload.
0: I am, but I think they're going to be running the ball a lot. You know, it's going to be like him, Jackson, and Edwards. He'll get the volley, but he's got a chance to get in the end zone.
2: Well, we'll do some running back prop bets after this and wide receiver rankings next on FST. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app. Eight four three six eight seven nine. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source, twenty four hours a day. Back on FST. Game Day Edition. If you want to be the next Daily Fantasy legend, you can try DailyRoto.com for free this holiday season. That's right, free advice from fantasy pros, free NBA DFS projections, free optimizer access, and everything else you need to dominate Daily Fantasy basketball this holiday season. So stuff your stockings with cold, hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code DRHolidays to access your free trial. That is DailyRoto.com, promo code DRHolidays. Holidays. I almost read it like Doctor Holidays. It's like Doc Holiday from Tombstone and <laughs> the Wild West, but it's D R as in Daily Roto Holidays. So um, maybe, maybe Doc Holiday will be a good, promo good code. Good music to there you.
0: too to back it up a little. A little Motorhead.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little Lemmy get get you going in the morning. So yeah. um yeah. All right. So let me do the you
0: have to maybe the dirtiest rock band ever, though. I don't think Lemmy <laughs> like maybe showered like once every thirty years or something.
2: Uh, yeah, there's some stories out there about them and uh, Guns N' Roses and, and others but, that we won't get into on a Sunday morning family program, but sure, uh, maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> Roto Experts after dark, Scott, can regale us with stories of Motorhead and Kiss and everybody else. I'll, I'll host it with you, Scotty. Okay, let's do that. Done. Roto Experts after dark. Uh, let's see. Uh, running back. A couple prop bets here for running backs. Uh, Z, uh, I don't want to do Zeke Elliott. It's too easy. Uh, Gus Edwards, 71 yards. Jamie, I'm
0: going to say over right, against right, Sky, that defense. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say over against that defense. I think both him and Dixon and Jackson can all produce. That's really the three-headed trio in offense.
2: Jim, like that, Gus Edwards? Yeah, over really, 71? not much else. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, I don't know. Wow. I, I'm definitely a, a little back on Edwards this week after the way I Dixon ran last week he just looked like a man who was determined to to try and get a bigger role coming forward and he probably will Play for his job
2: of it. Man. Uh, Time for a job
1: yeah absolutely and look this is a guy that you know this team loved him yeah they wanted him to be their starter a little not too long ago uh, except the injuries derailed him and then you know of course whatever happened happened so I am a little concerned with that but Scott I mean Scott's right this is Tampa Bay defense uh, one of the worst in the league against the rush both of these guys could be in for big games uh, as Baltimore tried just tries to run it all game and keep uh, Winston and that offense off the field. So, you know, I think they're both in for good games. I like Dixon in PPR more than I like Edwards, though.
2: So. On a personal level, I'm torn in that game because uh, I need the Bucks to be under six and a half, and they're currently at five and uh, eight. And I'm a Steelers fan, so I don't really want the Ravens to win, but I'll take this Ravens win this week, and maybe they dump their last two. So, uh, one more on the running back prop bets. Tariq Cohen, that's a low number. 65 and a half combined rushing receiving yards for Tariq Cohen? Yeah. All right, I think GMU that's kind
0: of low. He, he, he has the second most, I'm sorry, the second most receiving yards in the NFL behind by, for running backs behind McCaffrey.
2: There you go.
1: He's got more receiving yards than Barkley does? Really? Wow. Nice. Good yeah. stat. Didn't realize that. Um, you know, uh, Cohen is... is definitely in play, but Green Bay is pretty good uh, against opposing running backs 11th on the season. They've only given up 54 passes to the position, which I know sounds like a lot, but compared to, you know, some of these other teams, that's nothing. One of the lowest in the league, Um, you know, when, especially when you're talking about teams like Indianapolis with 92 and, you know, the Atlanta with 97. So, you know, they don't give up a ton of running back catches, but this is a game where that should definitely come into play.
2: Um, I also like the Joe Mixon 102 combination. It's a pretty big number, but I I just like his opportunities to get today against Oakland's. So let's turn the page over to wide receiver doing Scotty's rankings uh, yet again. Uh, Let's go PPR. Michael Thomas number one. Need that. I need that big time. I also need Antonio Brown at number two. DeAndre Hopkins Man, if somebody beats him, they're going to have some fantasy goodness today. He had a 39-pointer last night at full-point uh, PPR League. So, Scott, uh, pretty close there to nailing DeAndre Hopkins. Keenan Allen at number four. Guess what? That's not happening. Zero there for Keenan Allen. You know, it's so frustrating, too, yeah, because yeah. he was so dominant for a month. And then a zero. Just a dominant to a zero. Just brutal. Anyway, did I mention that I have him? Mike in, on sounds a, league? a little better yeah. this year. Have I mentioned that I have him on a league? Like my look,
0: Steelers on a three-game
2: losing streak. It should be four. They got lucky. Against oh, Jackson. I could
1: only wish that for my Giants.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'd look, yeah. No kidding. Uh, Devontae Adams at number five. <laughs> uh, Julio. Julio. Julio Jones. Uh, got me all flustered now. I'm saying, I am that Julio. all the time too. Julio, oh wait, yeah. Julio <laughs> Jones at number Julio. six. Me and uh, Julio down by the schoolyard? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Adam Thielen at seven. Juju Smith at number eight. He's the top projected player on Daily Roto uh, amongst wide receivers. He's been out targeting Antonio Brown in recent weeks. Um, I do think there's actually a path to you saying you know what? He's their top offensive asset right now, and New England will work to take him out of it and leave Antonio Brown open, but that's a dicey type of logic because I don't think Belichick is fooled by a a one-month stretch of slight out-targeting of Antonio Brown, but I will say flat out, Jujo's been the best player on the team for most of the season. He is balling. He's got 91 catches, over 1,000 yards. He's got a, a whole bunch of touchdowns, six touchdowns. So Jujo's been fantastic this year. Stefan Diggs comes in at number nine. Robert Woods at number 10. I'll pause right there and, Jim, uh, comment on any of those guys.
1: Uh, well, it, you know, Julio is, you know, Julio, but he's going to do what he's going to do. There's no no real concern there. You know, cards are are good against wide receivers, but he's just not sitting Julio no matter what. I, I like to call on Diggs. Uh, I I'm a little higher on him, like Scott is, than most people are. Most people have him down a little bit more. But I do like Diggs. You know, we talked about this before. This should be a game where Cousins can get the ball out there and, and put some points up against this defense. So I, I like that play as well. Uh, you know, Robert Woods, Hill, Hill of course. <laughs> the, the only thing I'll remember about that game from Tyreek Hill is the fact that the ball just doinked off his helmet um, like he had no clue where the ball was, just not something you normally see from Tyreek Hill. That was a, a crazy Lost one. it in the lights, um, maybe. I don't know. know. Yeah, you, sometimes you just never know. So it, you know, it's not as easy to spot that ball coming at you when you're running as hard as you are, and people around you. Not always the easiest thing to find that ball. Let me say one around. thing on
2: Julio, Jim, before you comment. Remember all the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, um, even our very own Scott Engel, the managing director of Roto Experts in the FSWA Hall of Famer, was taking cheap shots at Julio. Well, since week seven, Scott Angle. Julio has five touchdowns. So, what's up?
0: I needed to motivate him. <laughs> you <Yeah, he> did, <laughs> apparently. So he had, That happens he, in baseball. Sometimes you would be yelling at a player from the stands, and then he hits a home run.
2: Yeah, so eight of eight from 106 and two touchdowns last week. Julio's really been on a tear. He's got one, two, well, three, four, five, six. Well, we do four, know he five, listens five, to six. our show. It's so. seven of his last yes. eight games. Stop calling me Julio, guys. Seven of his <laughs> last eight games are 100 100-yard outputs. He had the dud against Baltimore, two for 18, but every other game has been a 100-yard effort since week five against uh, my Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, the five touchdowns added to it to boot. So just keep that in mind about Julio and how good he's been. Um, Tyreek Hill at number 11. Brandon Cooks at 12. Amari Cooper at 13. Uh, Julian element at 14. Jarvis Landry at 15. Mike Evans at 16. I'm going to pause there uh, you have Amari down at thirteen, Scott. Do you feel like it's just that the Colts are a little bit better uh, defensively than some of the other teams they've played, notably Philly last week?
0: Yeah, they they, they certainly are. You know, it's been been proven in the production recently. But uh, you know, Cooper's almost. Uh, Indy, Indianapolis is six best for fantasy wide receivers, but Amari Cooper's looking like a wide receiver one too. So it's kind of meeting it in the middle.
1: Actually, over the last five weeks, Indianapolis number two against opposing wide receivers. Number that two. being said, this is where stats can be a little misleading. In those games, he's faced Houston, Jacksonville twice, Miami, and Tennessee. <laughs> so you that can use the, the stats you want. <laughs> well, just one out of that bunch that really is a concern. So, you know, out of those five games. So uh, just trying to point out that you can use the stats you want to use to make your argument better and it doesn't always tell the whole story.
2: Interesting thing defensively. Well, that's
0: why he's 13 and not
1: 33. I'm not arguing about your spot. I'm just pointing out that a lot of people do that. They look at the, the overall numbers, you know, look at one number, cherry pick that number, make their argument. When, you know, if you look at, expand it out, look at all the other numbers that go with that one number, it doesn't look as enticing as it might with that one number. That's all I'm saying.
0: Right, you know, sometimes you got to do like you do in the last four weeks, the last three weeks, et cetera. Like you know, like uh, like Sterling Shepard, you know, in all the games without Odell Beckham, he's been really good.
2: Yeah, except um,
0: last week, where they still scored last week.
2: Where do you have? You have mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard down at thirty-three, and there's no Odell. Um, you're. I mean, you have him in your wide receiver three, so worthy of a start. You just don't expect him to be, you know, a, any kind of a breakout game. With it being sloppy, I don't
0: like. I don't like him. For, I don't like him as a seasonal plays more than a wide receiver three. But uh, you know, Daily Roto likes him on DraftKings where he's only forty four hundred. Yeah, yeah. And you can plug him in as a wide receiver three. Yeah.
2: Going back to that Cowboys Colts thing, you know what's pretty amazing is that. Van Der Esch is getting a lot of credit for having a good season because he really has been great, even with Sean Lee being in and out of the lineup as he normally is. He's the only NFL rookie with 100 tackles and two picks in 2018. But on the other side, I think Darius Leonard is actually the guy that might win AFC, uh, might win defensive rookie of the year because he had, he, he had 12 tackles in a sack last week. He leads the league. This is a rookie, Darius Leonard. He leads the league with 135 tackles and is the only NFL player with 100 tackles and five-plus sacks. He's got seven right now in 2018. He's one of three NFL players since 2000, and those two players, Levante David and Darrell Washington, with 130 tackles and seven sacks. So pretty impressive. Uh, I know we don't normally talk about defensive players, but pretty impressive for those of you in IDP leagues that went with a rookie and he might have even snagged Leonard uh, on the waiver wire at some point you are reaping the benefits there. So let me get back to the wide receivers. Uh, You had stopped at Mike Evans at 16 against Baltimore. T.Y. Hilton... Game time decision there. We have any clarity on that uh, yet, or are we waiting until no. 1130?
0: No, we, we don't. I, I've been looking. Nothing.
2: Okay. Go ahead, Scott.
0: There's been, there's been nothing. What uh, what Dr. A said on Inside Injuries on Friday on the Roto Experts in the morning is, is that it's a grade one ankle sprain. So grade one, obviously not being the most extreme, he can try to play through it. So I think he's on the better side of questionable, although we don't know for sure.
2: Uh, okay. Uh so we'll we'll have you locked in here. So lineup lock live, uh, the show is next, that's me and Corey and Gabe uh, Morenzi. Uh he'll be remote. And we'll at 11:30 we do or 11:40 we do inactives. Uh, Jim Day frankly is usually feeding them to us and setting me up with uh, exactly who is in and who is out and we do uh, the best job we can in highlighting the players you need to know about specifically for fantasy so uh ty hilton there at 17 tyler lockett at 18 josh gordon at 19 josh reynolds at 20 i need gordon and reynolds to do a little bit of work uh, tyler boyd at 21 he really pops in a lot of the daily roto projections as well because of the volume that he's been seeing um So, as Scott says in his notes, the Raiders are 11th against opposing wide receivers, but he's got a decent PPR floor here. The Raiders have really been incredibly bad against the pass versus running backs and tight ends, but uh, Tyler Boyd has a shot here. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, he had a 22. Dante Pettis at 23. Allen Robinson at twenty four, a banged up Allen Robinson now though. So I'll, I'll pa- and I'll do DJ Moore at twenty five, just to throw that out there. He's tomorrow night, but nonetheless, a couple guys I'd like to uh, your thoughts on first Tyler Lockett, Jim, and then Dante Pettis because Lockett is a guy that hasn't been talked about but is produced. And Pettis is a guy who just a couple of weeks ago on this show, you're like, you know what, maybe I'll take a shot with Dante Pettis instead of Kendrick Bourne because we were looking for somebody to step up with Pierre Garçon going to IR now and and uh, looking at other options in the San Francisco passing game beyond George Kittle.
0: Well,
1: I'll start with Pettis. He's a little banged up, but he's going to play, you know. I like him in that slot. He's getting a lot of work in the slot, and, you know, Mullins is going down to him quite often. So I I like that aspect of it. Uh, As Scott noted in his rankings, you know, he did have a 75 yarder against Seattle just two weeks ago, and he scored four touchdowns in the last three games. So they're getting him involved, and, you know, that slot position just seems to be working really well for Mullins right now. He's using that a lot, um, especially with the in and out of the the running backs. So I I think uh, Pettis is. is solid play this week. Again, you know, Tyler Boyd, he's one, you know, it's a little tougher because, you know, the Raiders are actually pretty good against wide receivers. They do a good job uh, for the most part, but Boyd should just be seeing so much uh, work in this one. So many opportunities. He, he should get, you know, quite a few targets, probably I'd have to figure eight to 10 targets in this game. And that alone gives him that opportunity to be fantasy relevant. So, you know, I, I don't really see a problem with both. Uh, You know, the, the one I like for him is the bold call with Josh Reynolds at number 20. Um, You know, Josh Reynolds is definitely a boomer bust player. We know that. Uh, He's either going to score you two touchdowns or he's not going to do jack. Uh, But this is a game where it definitely has that capability of putting up at least a touchdown, maybe two, uh, if they're really trying to take Woods and and Cooks out of the game, which I don't think they're going to be able to do anyway. But I just think in this one he is fantasy viable, so I like that call.
0: Yeah, that's a, re- that's a really bad pass defense that they're facing right there. So, you know, I like I like him a lot. Uh, you know, there's certainly touchdown potential for him as well.
2: Uh, so, real quick, we'll do a couple of prop bets. We'll do one one or two prop bets here if we can do it. Uh, let's see. Juju Smith-Schuster, 79 and a half. I like the over there. Even if they keep him down, I think he's going to get to 80. Again, if they don't, Steelers are going to get blown out. Um, what do you guys think of that one? for Juju Smith-Schuster.
1: I think he's got to be over, yeah. If they have any chance of winning, he's got to be over. Uh, As as is the same case for Antonio Brown at 80.5. If these guys are going to win, it's going to be on the backs of these two guys.
2: Yeah, like Bruce Scott said, Roethlisberger, 358 358 average over his last five games, I think he said. Julian Edelman, 67.5. What do you think of that, Scott?
0: Yeah, I think he definitely goes over. You could definitely burn the Steelers in the slot.
2: And how about back to the well with Sterling Shepard, 51 and a half, Jim?
1: I'm going to go under. <laughs> I Whoa. just don't trust him. Uh, of course
0: he is. No, no.
1: So it, he's, he's, look, I mean, it, it's not that. It's just we, we're not seeing him get the amount of targets, even with Beckham out, that we can really count on
2: him. I mean, it is. They're
1: that. getting, you know, it is they're getting Russell Shepard involved.
2: Self loathing. Self loathing giants.
1: You're worse than me, but Steelers. At least I think the Steelers gonna win a bunch of
2: games. You just He tank, had six tank targets last week. He only caught two of them. The tank is on. We'll do tight ends right after this. Fight the I love Homicide. it. I, I, I.
1: I, oh, I was no, I'm, I'm not going to say what I'm going to was going to say then. Don't say it. <laughs> I love the music. Don't don't love the vocal.
2: Oh, sorry, Gabe. No, so, well, it's Gabe Marientia. It's the style. It's the style. <laughs> I know.
1: That's why I, I, I didn't realize that until you said that. I wasn't
0: so, going to say it. And you, you don't sure. want to understand everything he says though, because it might not be you know useful for a radio. I just
2: I just had. Yeah, it uh, well, be radio friendly. I saw Gabe in the hallway <laughs> as he gets ready for our show, so uh, I'll let him know how. They, Tell him it was he, great. He, we he loved, loved it. the vocals. Yeah. So um so lineup block live comes up from 10 to 1 that's streaming live on YouTube in addition to right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio network tune in on iHeartRadio and then from 1 to 8 it is fantasy football live that'll be with Corey and Gabe and then it from and then Chris Welsh doing updates and then from 4 to 8 it is Uh, George Kurtz doing updates along with Joe Galena, uh, Cam Stewart, and uh, usually another cast of characters uh, comes in throughout the day. And then from 8 to 10, these two gentlemen, Scott Engel, Jim Day, right back on air, 8 to 10 for Fantasy Football Rewind. So they will lament uh, the uh, Giants playing well, (laughs) and they will celebrate uh, hopefully – uh, the Steelers wide receivers going off so we'll see Well, you
1: don't want the Giants to play well today
2: I don't actually I need the Titans over eight so I the, I really yeah, need right. this one I'm worried about this one though the Giants are feisty <laughs> I've been saying bah, the idiots. Giants have been feisty for the better part of like six weeks now so um, I know they if they didn't dump that game to Philly Jim they'd be in the mix
1: uh, I, I, yeah, don't even get me started on that damn
2: illegal. Odell is out because of an illegal leg whip, which I couldn't believe wasn't called at the time, and now the NFL has trickled out that they, they find the player that leg whipped him. That should have been a 15-yard penalty and a first down for the Giants, Jim.
1: Uh, don't even get me started on refs this year. They, they, they've been atrocious. But not, not for any one single team. They've been atrocious for everybody. But the announcers uh, missing, missed that, too. You know, easy calls. I was watching yeah, the well, game live. <laughs> the announcers
2: missed it. They said, ah, and he got tripped on the last play of the game. I'm like, yeah, it's tripping. Like, where's the flag? Like, why why are we going here? I, I, I'm, I'm annoyed at myself that I didn't comment on it earlier. But I was listening to something yesterday. I was like, yeah, he got fined. And they were just talking about that's the reason Odell's out. He got hurt because of an illegal leg whip. So, anyway, um, he's got a boo boo. He can't play. Ooh. Come on, dude. You, you're so, it's just too much. <laughs> he, I, if there's one thing you can say about Odell, mm-hmm. I, I think Odell's a gamer. I really do. You can you can put you can put some other stuff on Odell if you want, but I don't think he's the type of guy that's jaking it. I really don't. Do you do you, Scott? He-
0: I, I I don't think he's jaking it either. I think, you know, uh, you know about Odell over the years. I think he really wants to play. I mean, he w- he went to get a second opinion, so he he wants to play.
2: Yeah. So all right, let's do. Tight- boo boo. Let's do tight ends. We only got uh, like twelve minutes left on this. He show. hates
0: his best players. I know. It's
2: weird. It's getting weird now. I mean, it's it's been weird for a long time. But don't get me wrong, but it's it's gotten weird. Like, wh- what would make you happy? Like, they're gonna just move on from Eli. Trade
1: Odell. Really? No, d- yeah, I, I think he's going to be such a cancer in that locker room. I I, I- yeah, I, the man has not. He's you know, actually said he the right that he, he, he tried to show, he tried to show that he was maturing before he got the big contract. He, you know, came in. He practiced. He, you know, when he didn't have to, he could have held out. Tried to show he was mature. As soon as he got paid, he went back to his little impish ways. And you know, not only that, then we started to see Sterling Shepard act up on the well, sideline. That's a problem. I'm not tonight. You know, things like that. that. Yeah, you know, I just, man, I just, I love the guy as a ball player. He's definitely, you know, a great wide receiver. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just think he is going to be one of those cancers in a locker room.
2: And you got a team you over with George Curse for a super depressing episode. Sometimes, sometimes great fantasy.
0: players look are they they don't always act in the locker room like 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 some people agree with. You know, oh, Antonio Brown as a Seahawk fan as a Seahawk fan, I'll take Richard Sherman as as an example too. You know, it's uh I think ultimately you hear what Frank Clark's been saying about him this past week about you know how he wasn't good in the locker room the last few years after they've they lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. But you know, Sherman was was a great player, you know, and I, I wouldn't give him back for anything.
2: Yeah, I look I, I think uh, the Steelers have seen some struggles with Antonio Brown. It's it's not all it's not all sunshine and rainbows a lot of times. So fighting and all that kind of stuff have to go. But I think a lot of teams deal with it. You just have to figure out a way to get past it. So, all right, we'll do tight ends right now. Uh, Travis Kelsey come came in at number one, had his seven for 61. As Jim said, maybe it was not a classic game because he had seven touchdowns in his past six. But it was the best game he had against the Chargers in a while. Zach Ertz comes in at number two. He's going to be playing with Nick Foles today. Uh, so, Ertz has been a monster. He's looking, he's on pace potentially to break the all time single season reception record for tight ends. Ertz has been uh, fantastic uh, this season. George Kittle, number three, had one of the greatest halves in the history of football for tight ends and then caught zero passes in the second <laughs> one half. One
0: of the worst second halves in the history <laughs> of football.
2: Uh, so, uh,
1: d- d- Wouldn't that make you want to crush your coach? <laughs> you need five yards to set a record in, in, in a season where the team is doing Who had nothing, the record? And you don't get them five yards.
2: Who had the record? I think
0: Shannon uh, Sharp did. Got it. Yeah, I believe so.
2: But you yeah. know what's crazy? I, Mike Leone of Daily Road. Roto. And by the way, we're going to have Drew Dinkmeyer on in about a half an hour to talk DFS uh, online on Block Live. Mike Leone sent out a tweet where. It was indicative of the same emotions that he and I probably had similar lineups because I'm using Daily Roto, but he said his thought process around, right around, I guess, seven o'clock or so on last Sunday was, I'm going to win a qualifier in, in like parentheses, Amari Cooper happens twice. Oh, wait, I'm going to lose my mo- money. The margins, they are thin. And I had the exact same set of emotions. I was both in a regular season playoff matchup and in a tournament that I played on FanDuel. I was... Look, I was in the mix in the regular season matchup, and I was winning out of 100 people this tournament. And then Amari Cooper happened the first time. I went from first to 12th in that tournament. Second time, 12th to 30th out of the money. So I was winning 250 bucks to zero, in no time. Just one of those kinds of things. With And, and part of what kept me in, Jim, the reason I, I made this point is Kittle. I had Kittle in in those lineups. So to see him explode for 34-point first half and then zero in the second half, you can't complain about the 34, but it's a little frustrating when you're watching the game and he doesn't get any more catches. So uh, anyway, Jalen Samuels, you have listed at tight end because on Yahoo he is tight end eligible eric ebron at six cowboys are 26th versus opposing tight ends jared cook at seven ian thomas at eight uh that's tomorrow night uh, because no more greg olson obviously great cameron braid at number nine evan ingram at number 10 yad herndon at 11 and vernon davis comes in at number 12 vance mcdonald at 13 and i'll stop there jim anybody to pick on i think it's a big ronk day it hasn't been often this year, but I think it's a big Gronk day because the Steelers have proven that they they don't really have a match for him.
1: No, I agree. He's definitely had their number for a while now, and I do expect a big game from him. And you know, it, hey, look, he's got him number four. We can't really complain about that. Hard to, you know put him over Kittle with the season Kittle is having, but I do like Gronk a little more than Kittle this week. I know Kittle had a good week against Seattle a couple weeks ago. I I do think that they're going to try and and do what they can to try and take him out of this game plan. I don't know how successful they're going to be, but I just like Gronk a little bit more this week. But again, three or four, you're, you're nitpicking hairs here, so that's nothing. Jalen Samuels, look, the smartest thing Yahoo ever did was list him as a tight end because how many conversations have you seen people having about him as a tight end because of yahoo so from a business standpoint it was the smartest thing they did because everybody's talking about yahoo fantasy football just because they put him in a tight end uh the fact that they did to me is ludicrous but from a business standpoint it it made all the sense in the world from that
0: yeah by the way the uh, nfl network is reporting now that that uh that ty hilton has a good chance to play today
2: so there you go. Moving in the right direction we will get you sorted out by 11.40 uh, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Gronk prop bet for receiving yards is 54.5. It might be my favorite one that we've talked about this morning. Jim's got a big list that he puts together for us, but I, I can only cherry pick a few. That might be my favorite one. I think that's a lock. 54.5 for Gronk. I know he could have like a 40-yard game with two touchdowns but I think this is Gronk over the middle all day every day uh against the Steelers early and often I guess is the the proper term Scott I know you like uh By the, by the way
0: to uh I'm sorry to to uh to Jim's point about taking Kittle out of the game the Steelers, the Seahawks are still without K.J. Wright. Yep. They lost yeah, Michael it does, Kendricks right. to, a, to a broken tibia. Uh, so when you got Austin calitro out there, you know, it's a big downgrade in coverage.
2: Michael Kendricks dynamic is fascinating, by the way. What he's looking at, you know, after the season um, and the fact that he was able to sort of focus and get the job done on the field. It's unfortunate that he got injured. Uh, he got a chance to play, you know, against his brother the other night, but uh, kind of amazing. With he's got going on the off field, with the insider trading scandal where he's, uh, you know, he's facing sentencing, which could be quite serious. It's amazing that he was able to kind of get the job done. But um, let me do a different tight end uh, prop for you. Uh, I don't want it. Vernon Davis, thirty-four and a half. Scott.
0: I think it goes over. I think they have to get him involved in the passing game.
2: And the guy guy whose name I saw on a bunch of waiver wires this week and I'm like it just is indicative of how bad the tight end position is at the end of the year almost every year Anthony Fersker Jim he's back <laughs> he's coming to fill in for John O. Smith who went to IR who was the starter in Tennessee because Delaney Walker went to IR they're like the uh the new Denver when it comes to tight end so Anthony Fersker 31 and a half.
1: Yeah, I don't don't love that number. It's hard to count on him. Uh, Giants have, again, realized, even though at the beginning of the year they were doing very good against tight ends, uh, all of a sudden they remembered that they don't do good against tight ends, and we've seen that start to backwash. But, again, you're you're talking about a guy, you know, three out of his last four games he's had three targets. The other game he had four targets. Um, You know, I the numbers are right there for him yardage-wise, 44, 52, 42, and 27 in the last four games. The 27 was against Jacksonville, uh, this game against the Giants. I, I think he goes over just by you know uh, getting those four targets. I think he can go over that number against the Giants. So I would take the over, but not with a lot of confidence. <laughs>
2: All right, who's got a DFS lineup that they want to give me? Right now. I do. All right, Scotty, yeah, you go too, first, buddy.
0: you can go you can go first. No, uh, Scott, Jim, you can go you. first. Go.
2: Jim just commented. So you go first.
0: Okay. All right. Uh this is on DraftKings. Uh Tom Brady at quarterback, running back you. Tevin Coleman, Joe Joe Mixon, uh wide receivers Julian Edelman, Juju Smith Schuster, Sterling Shepard Gronkowski, at tight end, Jalen Samuels at the flex, and the Ravens defense.
2: So you're stacking up that Steelers Patriots game, leading with yeah, the Pats. highest
0: applied total at 52. Yeah. and I went with Brady over Roethlisberger, just because of the crack ribs.
2: Uh, I guess that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. If Roethlisberger guts it out there, there
0: one two on daily roto projected. Uh, so you know that that split the difference for me. You go into daily roto. Uh, you know, but Roethlisberger number one. Brady's number two. They have Roethlisberger predicted for twenty three point sixty four points, and they have Brady for twenty one point eighty eighty
2: eight. Yeah, but uh, I,
0: I use their optimizer and maneuvered a th- few things around to get Julian Edelman and Gronk in there.
2: Nice. Uh, I like that lineup. You know, if that game, you know, if that game gets up there, look. Even when the Steelers have lost to the Patriots and gotten dominated by the Patriots, they still manage to put numbers up. Uh, I've seen it all too often, obviously, but they have managed to put numbers up. It's not like they shut the Steelers down because their defense is so great. It's that the Steelers can't cover anybody uh, or Gronk or Edelman or whomever, um, whether it was Chris Hogan a couple of years ago or Gronk last year. Uh, that's usually how they fall to the Patriots. So, Jim, how about your Brady lineup? Brady
0: can always score on a quarterback sneak. I'll take that uh,
2: anytime. True. Jim, how about yeah. your lineup?
1: Okay, i got one here. Uh, I went with Mitch Strabisky at 6,000, uh, Elliott at 9,000, Mixon at 6,100, Tyler Boyd at 5,700, Shepard at 4,400, and I'm still not sure about that one. Kenny Stills at 4,300, <laughs> Kittle at 6,300, and I've been going back and forth on that one, but I, I just find it hard not to trust him. And then Jalen Samuels at my flex at 5,200, and then the Ravens defense.
2: Drew Dinkmeyer.
0: You know it's interesting. The one, the one that Daly Roto likes today that he does it is Shepard, of course, because it has to do with the Giants. The <laughs> one that I don't like as well as he's played with Tannehill is Kenny Stills. Uh, you know, Vikings defense has been playing really good. In eight straight games, they have not allowed an opposing passer to go over f- over fifteen fantasy points. So I can't see the upside for Stills. Today. You've
2: actually played right into the question that I was going to mention or or the player i was going to mention because dinkmeyer really likes stills he understands that it's more of a tournament play because of the inconsistency of ryan Tannehill and they're going up against a minnesota defense that look they've been they've been good to your to your point uh about how they've limited opposing passers but and opposing pass catchers but uh dinkmeyer is a huge fan of stills he just thinks he's a overall underrated kind of player and he is the type of guy look we've seen kenny stills appear in million million dollar winning lineups he is that type of guy that can explode is this the weekend to do it in minnesota it wouldn't be the first one that i'd pick but when you get players that have explosive ability at lower price tags that's when you take shots in tournaments scott right because they're not going to be as high owned
0: Exactly. You know, this is why Drew wins the tournaments, because he goes contrarian. You know, he goes about what's logical you know he goes against what's logical here and that'll work and that'll win you a tournament and finish you in the money you know you know I've been doing this a long time but Drew's obviously won a lot more money than I have in daily so if you're going to listen to one guy I'd listen to Drew and now I'm starting to think about switching out Sterling Shepherd for Kenny Stills based yeah. on this yeah I mean, <laughs> but here yeah, but these are ahead. the
1: other guys that are around that price range for DraftKings I mean you got Anthony Miller there Michael Crabtree David Moore Robert Foster yeah, Zay Jones Jordy Nelson Taylor Gabriel. I mean, none of those guys have the upside that Stills no, does.
2: No, not even close. Right. And and part of this too is that because we're missing some explosive players on the main slate. The Saints and the Panthers play tomorrow night. They're not on that slate. And you got the Eagles and Rams that are in this slate. So you're missing Kamara, Ingram, Gurley, all those receivers. Uh, you know, on, uh, even the Eagles with Zach Ertz. You're you're missing a lot of guys playing the main slate on DFS that you would normally have access to. So, good stuff. Uh, Two hours up, two hours down uh, from Jim and Scott. Final thought, Jim, on this week's slate?
1: Look, I just, man, I... Just looking for a good week. Fifteen. There's some real good games this week, but I'm really interested to see how the Green Bay Chicago game goes. I want to see if Chicago can finally, you know, put themselves on the map and say we are real and go in and beat a declining Green
2: Bay team. Green Bay's always had their numbers. Should be interesting. Scott, give me one player that you need a big game out of.
0: What player I need a big game out of? Uh, Gus Edwards. There
2: you go. That's it, folks. FST is out. I'm on Lineup Locked Live next. You'll hear these guys tonight on Rewind.